Jesus is life. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. We are glad to be back after a short break for the Christmas holiday. Uh, my name is Julie Adams. I'm your host and joined by our youth pastor, Pastor Wes Hillis. Welcome, Pastor Wes. Hello. Good to be back. Yes, it is good to be back here. It, ha- um, it has felt like it's been a while. It has felt like it's been a while, like hasn't it? Christmas, or the break we took for Christmas feels like such a long time ago. Yeah, I know. Yet here we are, beginning in January. Yeah. How was your Christmas holiday? It was good, yeah. We got yeah. to uh, see family and just kind of relax. Um, we did do a lot of driving, like we yeah. were up in King Cardin at one point, and then back to Cambridge, and then back to Niagara, and just all over the place. All so, over the place, yeah. yeah. And we had that wicked storm thrown in there yeah. when we got snowed in. That was wild, though, because um, I know you guys just got dumped on here. Yeah, you got, like, nothing. It was so peculiar because we were at home, like, getting ready for Christmas celebration. We're like, all right, turn on the turn on the smoker, because we, um, we were cooking some chickens, and... Right, uh, right. We're like, all right, turn it on, let's go. And then all of a sudden, it's like message after message. Like, we ought to consider canceling uh, the services and cancel this and cancel that. And my husband and I were looking outside going, oh, I don't understand because we could still see grass. I don't think I could have built a snowman if I wanted to. It was just windy. And I was like, because of, of the wind? I don't understand. Is something? What's happening? Like, I've, I have my barbecue outside on their deck. Like, it's covered and everything. But like... It got pushed across our deck like multiple no times, way. like, and I had to bro and put it back. Crazy. Like, it, the wind was nuts. Like, it was yeah, it awful. Was super it was windy. like, oh yeah, I know. And then I, <laughs> and I see people like driving on the roads. Yeah. I'm just like, crazy. There's a truck. I'm like, all right, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I see this little tiny like Mini Cooper. I'm like, what? What? What is so oh, important? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, wild. Well, glad to... Sounds like everyone stayed safe. Or Sounds like it. Stayed yeah. safe. So, yeah, good stuff. So you are back with the youth again, which I'm sure you missed over your... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we miss being with the youth. We just... Um, such our volunteers. We just want to get back to being with the youth. And, yeah. like, for, for us, a lot of people think that when you're pouring into ministry, like, you're giving it your all and you're giving other people life. But a lot of the time, ministry is giving life back to you. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. There's so a blessing in being a blessing, right? Yeah. Yeah, being back with youth has been fantastic. It's been able to just kind of meet with them, talk with them over just how their Christmas was, mm-hmm. but also just them getting kind of back into the school, back in the swing of things, uh, more normal routine. I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I really dislike how we do, we put such an emphasis on going from routine like everything's routine you are so routine christmas holidays come up it's like freedom i know and then you're back to it's just it's such a drag like it's such a like really the routine of it i i struggle getting back into the swing of routine like i love the Hmm. freedom and be able to do that and that kind of stuff like that's that's great i feel like being able to visit more people that's fantastic but sometimes i find routine hard Hmm. um like before christmas like routine is like as normal it was just i yeah. was able to do that it's just when those breaks happen i'm just like mm. interesting okay that's where you and i differ because i am like craving getting back into like the you know yeah the structure of it and i would call myself a pretty flexible person maybe most of the, maybe most of the time but um i do like the 
You like the routine? I like the routine. I like, you know, we do this, we do that. Yeah. I, I like the, the pattern of it. Maybe it's the pattern of, hmm. of it that I like. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, like, routine is just not something I... Like, I don't struggle with it. Like, once I'm, like, in the routine, it's fine. It's getting back into the routine. Mm. That's hard. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> and New Year. <clears throat> yeah, and New Year, man. Yeah. So what are you going over with the youth? Um, so, yeah, we're starting January? We're starting a series called uh, Jesus is Life. And mm-hmm. now it's a story of um, going through the story of Lazarus and Jesus and kind of the people around there and just what was happening during that time and it's kind of relating it to us in our world today and showing us how jesus really is life mm-hmm. okay so who is lazarus so lazarus was he was from bethany um it was the same village of mary and uh, her sister martha mm-hmm. um now this mary whose brother lazarus this is like brother was lazarus at this time in the story lazarus was sick mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know um like he was just he was yeah, he's not doing well. Do we know what he all. had? Like what was I'm he not, sick with? I'm not completely sure what he would have had. Yeah, like it was an illness that was really common. taking his life. Mm, like yeah. so it could have been some kind of disease or thing that like like I mean look at our world we went through COVID. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so who knows what it who was? knows what yeah. it could have been? Um, you have to think back then they didn't have medicine or anything yeah. either. So like a flu would have been like awful. Wow yeah. So. The sisters of Lazarus actually sent word to Jesus. And they and this is what it says. It said, Lord, the one you love is sick. Mm. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so, God's, so that God's son may be glorified through it. And Jesus, he loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Mm-hmm. That's really important. So he stayed there for two more days. Then he said to the disciples, let's go back to Judea. But Rabbi, to the disciples, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back. <clears throat> Jesus answered them, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by the world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. Mm. After he said this, he went on to tell them, "Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going to make I am going there to make him wake up." So the disciples replied, "Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better." So Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples only understood it as you know sleep. That's mm-hmm. just he fell asleep. He isn't going to make him better. He'll be good. So then he told them plainly, "Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe." But let us go. So even there. I find something really interesting. Mm-hmm. The disciples are these 12 people who have been following around Jesus. And yeah. we're not even talking about the other people that follow Jesus as well. Like, there's hundreds. There's yeah, his other groupies. So many yeah. grou- th- groupies. But these 12, the most important. His inner some, circle. His yeah. inner circle. Yeah, yeah. He says, so that they may believe. Ah. They were still struggling. And I think that really points to us in our world today. Mm-hmm. Especially pastors, especially everyone in leadership, especially all that. How many of us are like the disciples where we think we know things so well, yeah. know Jesus so well, but we lack belief in certain areas that he can mm. do things. Yeah. Like we do. Like, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, so it finishes off John 11, 1, 16 finishes off with this. And then Thomas 
also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us go, let us all go so that we may die with him. What do you mean by that? We're going to get into that. Okay, let's get into it. First, though, I want to talk through some other stuff. Okay. So these are some insights um, that I think give good context. So Jesus and the disciples were about 20 miles from the town of Bethany. Mm-hmm. That's about 32 kilometers. Yep. That's I don't know if anyone's time. ever walked 32 kilometers. It's a long yeah, time. It is a long time. <laughs> like people go for 5K runs and they're dead tired. I've run a 30-kilometer race before. That was. How long did it take you to run? Okay, so just bear this in mind. It was a trail run. So okay, it was yeah. like through the forest and oh, it yeah. was hilly. Yep. Um, I'm going to say it probably took me, it was like 3.45, almost yeah. four hours. Now imagine walking with a group of people. Man. You're going to take a long time. Oh, yeah. They probably took them almost all day. It probably would have taken them a day and a half. Yeah. So, and this other thing, it's in Israel temperature. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hotter out. You're going to be careful with water. You're going to be careful with food. You're going to be careful with whatever else on the road. Yeah. So a day and a half to two days is most likely. So he was 32 kilometers away when he received word that his friend Lazarus was sick and dying. If they traveled quickly and experienced no delays, they could have made it to Lazarus in one day if they would have traveled quickly. Because it is possible, like you said, like 30 kilometers, three and a half hours, booking it, yep. Good shape, young guys. Instead, Jesus sent word that this sickness would not end in death and then waited two more days. Before leaving. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, as we walk, as as we walk and we talk more about what's happening, with Jesus in the next more next week. Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, they didn't understand why Jesus didn't come to them sooner. Mm-hmm. The disciples, on the other hand, didn't understand why Jesus would want to go back to an area where many of their enemies sought to kill him. Following Jesus will take you to places you don't always understand. And that is one of our main points. It will take you to places that you don't always understand. Yeah. So I'm sure people have heard this a lot. I got offered this job I wouldn't say it's a fluke, <laughs> but there are certain things that mm-hmm. led up to me getting offered the job. We drew names out of a hat, actually. No, you to... didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> they, I, it was kind of weird, though. Yeah. So I, I did the camp speaking here. Right. I didn't originally want to do the camp speaking. Hmm. Didn't want to. I was super nervous for it. I was like, I, I, yeah. I'm not good enough for this yet. And from what I've heard, you did a great job. My girls I did a here darn and... good job. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think. So... But during that time, like, I have to think about it like this. This is what I think about it, and this is what, this is what like, confuses me more than anything about God and everything. Is like, there's no COVID. Mm-hmm. Camp doesn't host a thing here. Correct. Because they would have had just normal sleepaway camp in Magnetowan. There's also no COVID. I would have been in class way more. Wouldn't have really been able to do this. It would, it would, it would have been way too much. Yeah. Even though I hate COVID, yeah. there are certain things COVID has brought that came out because COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So I had to do the camp teaching here, mm-hmm. which eventually had one of the youth who wrote in there that they would want me to be their youth pastor asked about it. So I talked to Renee about it. God will take you to places you don't understand. Like, I didn't understand why I, like, I really questioned when I first got the offer to do the camp speaking, like, why, why do I want to, why does God want me to go here? Because yeah. I I thought about it really hard. I'm like, why? Maybe like one kid will be changed by whatever sure. message I need to share. I didn't think it would be this level of extent. 
You didn't think we'd like keep you. I didn't think that, like when I really think about it, from when I did my teaching, mm-hmm. I was told that Cameron Richardson. Yes. And if you listen to this podcast, I'm sorry I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> like Renee texted me uh, later on and said, hey, Cameron Richardson, one of the kids at the camp, really was impacting as getting baptized. Yeah. And would you come? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you were there. And there was, mm-hmm. and when I was there, there was three other people who talked to me about kids being changed by what message I shared. Oh, and I was like, whoa. That's so encouraging, isn't it? And then applying for the job and then doing everything else. So it's just like, <laughs> God puts you in places where you're like, how the heck did I end up here? Yeah. Like in Wayne Fleet, if you would have asked me like, where are you going to end up? First year of college, where are you going to end up? I have no Wayne idea. Fleet was not top on Wayne Fleet. I didn't know Wayne Fleet was a place <laughs> until camp. Yeah. Until they offered me. I didn't know it was a place, I'm going to be honest. And I love it, and it's amazing. And just the fact that God does these things where he will bring you to places you don't always understand, and it mm-hmm. takes time to understand that. Like If you look at the disciples, they didn't understand why Jesus wanted to go back. They were confused. They were like, why, yeah. why would we like, go back to a place? They're going to hurt you, yeah. Or Mary and Martha mm-hmm. didn't understand why Jesus didn't come right away. Yeah, it takes time to understand these things. It's hindsight. In, it's twenty twenty, right? Hindsight's mm-hmm. twenty twenty. In faith, we don't always understand what's going to happen. What I think Jesus is saying is that God always has a plan that He is working out. Mm. That's something really important. John, who's the writer of this gospel. He really affirmed just how much Jesus loved Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. And even though his initial response was very opposite to what we would expect, the thing is Jesus is confident. Mm-hmm. He knows what's going to happen. He knows, like, I got yeah. this. <laughs> but for the disciples, for Mary and Martha, for Lazarus, mm-hmm. I find in this story we focus so, so much Mary, Martha, the disciples, Jesus. Yeah. When Lazarus gets raised, spoiler alert, but, like, imagine Lazarus being told what Jesus said he's going to wait. Everything's going to be fine. He was sick. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Jesus said you're not going to die. It's good. (laughs) Everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Like, that. Oh, man. I never would have thought. No one thinks about eh? that. Yeah, poor Lazarus. Exactly. But there's something confident in Jesus, and we'll get through more of that. Mm Mm-hmm. So the fact is that God is always has a plan that he's working out, but often we can't see the bigger picture at first. Like you said, yeah. it's hindsight. When we look only at our current situation, what's, what's present around us, it's like mm-hmm. um, when you can only see five feet in front of you yep. kind of thing. <clears throat> it can often seem like God doesn't care, mm-hmm. like God's not here. Like, it feels like that sometimes, sometimes especially when you're yeah. going through things that are hard. Yeah. And you can't see the future, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't see which direction you're going in. Yep. It's hard to see that God's there. It's hard to see that you're not alone, that we're not up just afraid, alone, and yeah. don't know what's going on. We often question his actual love for us in this. Yeah. But this passage reminds us not just to look at our current situation, current situation but to trust that he does love us and he is working out a plan for our good and his glory. Mm-hmm. So So it's not one or the other. Ah, that's that is a I think that is something that we I think often need to remember that it's both. It's both. But this also reminds me of something else. Faith is a two way street. Mm. 
We love to do this. Oh, I'm sorry, but we okay. love to do this as people, Western people. <clears throat> we will always think this way. And we always will. You have to really train yourself to not think this way. And in a two-way street, just like a phone call, one person is talking, one person is listening, right? Yep. We always assume that God's pouring everything into our lives. Mm-hmm. And we talk to God. Yeah. See how we do that, though? He's pouring everything into our lives, and we're talking to him, and we talk to him, and we talk to him. Where's the stopping and the listening part? Yeah, that's It's a the... two-way street. We need time where we mm-hmm. stop and we listen to God and see where his direction is for our lives. Yeah. Because God, God will pour into us, but God also listens to us. We have to think, when we're talking to God, God's listening. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, let me just listen in on you, focus in on you. That's yeah. something really incredible, guys, that he focuses in on all of us when, we, when, we're, when we're speaking to him, when we're speaking of him. <clears throat> and then he pours into us. And the fact of the matter is, we're talking, talking. All right, good. And we stop listening. We're just like out of the conversation. And sometimes I wonder if God's got to have a humor. He's just sitting there. He's just like, darn it. So close. (laughs) And I just like, it really is a two-way street where we also need to listen. Yes, we We need to be able to listen to God. Jesus, like, has forever proven that he loves us. Mm-hmm. I think that's easy to see when you read scripture. Yeah. Um, it was in his purpose for coming to give us life. And he has also proven his power to make it all possible. He defied death. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus is life in that sense. Yeah. All things were made through him. Yes. Jesus is life. Yes, he was there at the beginning. Yeah. The apostle Paul reminds us in his letter to the Romans, and this is what he says. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, mm-hmm. who have been called accordingly to his purpose. And that was Romans 8, 28. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to do some discussion kind of things. Oh, okay. okay. I'm ready. I'm here for it. So why do you think the disciples question Jesus? Why really do you think they question him? Um, I think that their faith was still a bit immature at the time. Yeah. I think I think Jesus really says that he says you know so that you may believe mm-hmm. yeah so that they may fully understand even when Jesus rises he shows that there is still more to believe the people who physically saw him rise mm-hmm. still needed factual proof yeah doubting Thomas show me the scars oh, yeah. in your in your hands I need to see them let me put my hand let me touch yeah. them yeah but like. So it really comes down to us, I think, in this situation. Because when we're looking at the disciples, we're like, wow, they, they just didn't understand. I sometimes feel like we need to be like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't understand. Yep. We just don't. No. There's so many situations where we have where we're just like, oh, God, why is this happening? Why is everything going bad? And it's just like, all right, I'm going to continue doing my thing. And it's like, no, just stop and just listen. Just breathe. Realize yeah. that Jesus actually is life. Like, he's put you here. Not just because there's struggle and there's pain. Yeah. That's part of it. We need to understand that. But he loves us and he wants to see us succeed and he wants to see us do things. There is um, a common misconception okay. with scripture mm-hmm. where it says there's people quote it all the time. It says God will never give you more than you can handle. Oh, that is man. not in the Bible. No, it's not. <laughs> it's that's, not in scripture. Yes. No, that's a. He that's will give you more than you can handle. Nonsense. Life is more than we can handle. 
alone. <laughs> he will give you more than you can handle. And there's a reason for I, that. It's because you're not meant to do it alone. Yes. I don't know that God gives us more than we can handle. I think things occur in life that's that we more than we can ourselves. handle by yeah, ourselves. That's a good way to look at it. Like, God's not up there like, I'm going to put this roadblock in their way. I'm going <laughs> to smite them. I'm going to, yeah, you true. know. But rather. It's our broken world. That life is, is broken. Broken. And I, I think it, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't I don't buy into that God is up there like smiting and all I'm, that. I'm gonna put this trial to I'm gonna, you know, yeah. make it hard for them so that they'll come to me. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I don't I don't know that that's the full but I picture. Think, I think something that's important there that we said was that not alone in that, no matter mm-hmm. what. God wants us to be able to trust in him to be able to sit with him in things. Yeah. To know that even though hard things are happening, he's still there. He's not. You're not alone. This is the so that was interesting question. So, <laughs> so I want you me mm-hmm. tell me about a time where you questioned God's love or power. Do you have a time in your life where like I really questioned it? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we all do. We all do. We all do. Yeah. Like it's not. We don't talk about it a lot, but we all we all do this. We all yeah. question. We all doubt. Like it's a normal thing. Doubts are normal. Yeah. I think I think we need to talk about our doubts more. Mm. Like for me, I really questioned God, love, and power. Kind of when, like, the more I saw my family turn more, mm. not towards God, but more like separating and not really wanting anything to do with them, and just really not kind of like no, my, not my. And I was like, God, what are you doing? Yeah. Like these, like I know for a fact, my brother was a Christian. He would be like incredible, like crazy yeah. outgoing, wanting to serve, wanting to. Because I, I see him, and I'm like, you would like the passion you have for Christian. saying you would be so amazing. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, come on. Or my dad, or my mom, or my like, I could see them doing that. And I'm just like, wow, why are you not? Yeah. God, come on. That's and I, I, I doubted God a lot, and I was like, God, like. You say you love me and people and everything, but where, why are they not? And that, that's something I really struggled with was because I kept praying and I wanted him to do it and it just never happened. And I've had to come to a place yes. now where, yes, yes I've, I've had to come to a place now where I'm like, okay, if it is going to happen, God, that is, that is, it's all on, like, you are going to do that. Like, I, I will try my best to help. I will yeah. try my best to encourage them and encourage like you and their lives and everything but ultimately uh that is it's in your control of things mm-hmm. like you know what's gonna happen you know things and it's just yeah and yeah that was one of the time like that was something that i really questioned god about um so yeah talking about that and about prayer i i had a time when um um so we were living in Welland at the time, um, kind of out toward Niagara Falls, and my husband was working in Beansville. And when we had bought the house we were in, uh, we decided we were going to live there forever because it's a great house, uh, loved it, that sort of thing. Yeah. So anyway, he started working in Beamsville, so he was driving about 40 minutes, and eventually he said to me, oh man, that drive's terrible, I, th- I think we should move. And I said, I don't think so. I had no desire to move, I, sentimental value to the house, I yeah. said, no way. So we, we disagreed quite uh, significantly. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like an all-out, drag-down fight or anything, but it was a disagreement. So then, and he kept, you know, kind of pushing for it a bit. 
So then um, at church one Sunday, they were talking about Joshua and the city of Jericho and how they walked around the city and so on and so forth. Right. So I went home and I said to myself, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Joshua the situation. I'm going to walk around my house and I'm going to pray for it. And God's going to let me keep my house. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I set out Monday morning. Um, I put on my rubber boots because it was springtime and it was muddy out. And no, out I, I went. That. Yeah. And mm-hmm. out I went to pray. And I did it kind mm-hmm. of in secret. So anyway, I started as any good prayer should. And I went and I stomped around my house and I said, I don't know what you're doing up there, God, but I am not moving. And you need to somehow fix my husband so that he changes his mind. And like, you need to get on it already because I'm not moving. And you got to, you know, basically like yelling. Do what I say. Yelling at God and telling him that he needs to fix it. Yeah. So then I did that for about three or four days. And then at the end of the the third or fourth day I was about to go back in my house and I remember very vividly like looking up and saying like are you even listening to me up there and then you know you hear that little that still small voice in your head ah so then God said I'm listening but are you listening to me Mm -hmm. is that too and I went ah so then I hid in my house because I was not, <laughs> I was not in fact, listening. I was not. I was doing all of the right, talking right. and none of the listening. So, um, so I went out the next day with a better attitude. And, um, and I, I did more listening and less talking. And just through, through that, learned that really it was not very important where we lived. And um, that probably it was a good idea to move closer to family, closer to my husband's work. And... Just that, you know, that was a, that was a fine idea. So then I, I said to God after, I said, okay, well, I think, I, I think maybe he was right and we should move. And, and then I said, but can you please make it easy? And, uh, and that's the cool part is that um, God did answer that prayer. And yeah. he answered that prayer in the way I expected. Our house sold very quickly. Um, and because it sold so quickly, we had a, got a deal on the commission and um, we found a new house and the closing dates lined up and everything just went really, really nice. smoothly for, through the move, which doesn't always happen. But no. that was sort of the, um, that was the night, that was the, yeah, that was the, uh, yeah, answer, answer cool. to prayer. And it's funny, someone recently um I heard someone say that we can't, and we do this too, and this is also relates to the two-way street, is you can't separate God's sovereignty from his goodness. Hmm. He's both all the time. Yeah. And you shouldn't separate them. So it's probably that's Anne. my... It's probably, <laughs> it's probably Anne. It wasn't this time, but that's okay. All right, all right. <laughs> she does say things like that often, doesn't she? She yeah. does. So there you go. That's my story. So... As we're finishing up our first part of this whole Jesus is life. Um, look, life can be hard, but no matter what we go through, I think there's something that is shown is that God has forever proven how much he loves us. Not only did he be, you know, become fully human so that he could experience the hurts and the hardships of life with us. Yeah. He also paid, like he was on the cross for us. And he sacrificed himself for us. So that we could be forgiven, that we could be with him forever. And the Bible says it this way. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, so that son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish by eternal life. That's John three sixteen. But Jesus also said this in the book of John. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Mm-hmm. Life is meant to be full, and that comes with that two-way street. By placing our trust in Jesus, you receive the fr- this free, amazing gift of eternal life and the promise of a home in heaven and the promise of life to the fullest. And I think something interesting is life to the full does not always mean great things. Mm-hmm. It means feeling things. Yeah. So as we close... I just want us to know that, look, Jesus is there with us, and Jesus is life, and a life that we can have to the full. Thank you, Pastor West. That was awesome. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor West, if you want to chat with him about anything or have any questions, you can reach him at wes at wainfleetbic.com, and my email address is julie at wainfleetbic.com. So thank you for listening in today. Um, We appreciate you and uh, look forward to connecting with you soon. Have a great week. Bye.